called I Need Us, where we're rediscovering church the way God intended it to be. And uh, we are so excited. I hope you got as blessed during this series as I have been. Um, it has been just incredible. And, you know, we've learned a lot. we got to walk this out. And, and we're going to do that. You know, it's not like flipping a light switch. It's more like just cranking up a dimmer switch all the time until it's so bright, it's, it's beautiful. Okay, today we're talking about what we get to do together. What we get to do as a church, as a body of Christ, as a family of God, what we get to do together. And this connects to a lot of where I Need Us has, has brought us. So uh, this is going to be a bit of a review of where we've been, but the takeaways are going to be the, the one another's of Scripture. But to do the one another's, we need one another. We need us, right? So we're going to take a look at what we get to do together. Now, if you took a worksheet at the bottom of each each little subsection, there's a question that says, how can I do this better? How can I do this better? And I want to encourage you to take this home. You know, maybe God gives you an idea. You jot that down now. But that's more for, for you to review in prayer and, and reflection. How can I do this better? What is he, what is he pressing in on me to, to do better here and how? Right? So, so take that home and, and do that later. Okay, we're going to go, but first let's pray, Lord, for anything good, anything good to happen in this place, in this time, it has to be you. It has to be your Holy Spirit. It has to be your, the power of your word spoken by your spirit to our hearts, to our minds. It has to be you changing us. Lord, I'm, I'm the one holding the microphone, but you hold us, you hold our hearts, you hold our lives. It's, it's up to you to speak and change us. Lord, we, we're ready. We're open. We're hungry. We need, we need your touch. And we need life to be the way it was meant to be. Lord, we're, we're expecting you. We're counting on you. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go. Let's go. A lot of work to do. Here we go. What we get to do together. We started this whole journey. At the beginning was his dream. Who's him? Jesus. You're in church. That's always a good guess. Jesus, dream our drift. Jesus said, I will build my church, his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't know about you, but I get the, I get the ticklies every time. That's power, man. That's power. Here's where the power is. That they may all be one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. That's what he said. That's what he said. Jesus said this, in a sense. He said others, my family, friends, team, co-workers, would believe when they see the unexplainable, astounding love that draws you and me together as one body, his body, loving Jesus and each other with such a joyful, costly love that they have never seen before. That's the cross love. No matter what it takes, no matter what it costs, no matter how long, no matter how, how hard I am going to provide for you, I am going to love you, I am going to care for you, 
that kind of love. You and I can have that. You're saying, Tom, I'm not sure I want to have that with you. I, I get it. I'm not sure I want to have that with you. But here's the good news. Jesus is in you if you belong to him. And Jesus is in me. And he wants that. And he gets what he wants. So let's give it to him. Right? So, so here's what we get to do. We get to be one. And, and that's what we get to do together. And I can't wait. We're, be, we're more one than we have been, but we're not even close to where we're going. And we, we moved on to the question, is the church a building? Like, do you go to church or are you the church? Is it a building or is it a body? And, and the Apostle Paul wrote this, do you not know that you are God's temple? You're God's house. And that God's spirit dwells in you. And I like the fact that he starts with, do you not know? Because a lot of us do not know. Well, we do know, but only a little bit. And we need to be reminded. So the upside of being God's house where he dwells is wherever you go, he goes. Right? You're never alone. You're never without him. The downside is when you and I go and do things that break his heart because whatever your body does, in a sense, you make Jesus do. Does that make you understand sin a little better? It does me. It's like, Jesus, I just made you do that because you're in me and my... So that, that's a beautiful but powerful truth. It's a beautiful but powerful truth. And here's, here's, a, here's a beautiful part in this family, this body, in the tangible expression, presence of Jesus in the church, we are more hopeful, supported, rooted, inspired, loved more at home and less alone than we have ever been. You need not suffer from that. You got a posse, and it runs deep deeper than the people in this room because there's others and they're coming at, at 1030 and maybe they're traveling this week, but you're going to see them next week. Everybody come out. We got this, we got this group. So what do we get to do together here? We get to live in harmony with one another. God has a song, right? And it's playing uh, throughout eternity, right? And, and the angels are singing and glory and holy. And, and you and I get to be in that song. We get to, to be a part and we're, we're doing it in harmony, like with each other. And it's beautiful. And, and there are times when you can hear it. There are times when you can feel. And we want to press into that. We want to live in harmony. We get to harmonize and live together. And then we moved on to, okay, be in the church. What is that? That is love one another with an astounding love. Like not just a, a garden variety. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of fun. No, astounding love. Jesus said this, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You're also to love one another. But by this, this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have a love for one another. So right here, Jesus gives us the what, he gives us the whom, and he gives us the how. He gives us the what. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to love one another. And, and who's the who? who whom are we going to love? One another, right? One another. I need you for that. You need me for that, right? We need each other to love each other. And how exactly are you and I supposed to go about doing this? 
just as Jesus loved us. Whoa. That's heavy-duty, astounding love. That's go to the cross. That's become everything that's wrong about you so that I can wash you clean kind of love. That is, I would rather die than be without you kind of love. That is, no matter the cost, I'm going to be your substitute. I'm going to take what you deserve so that you can have what I deserve. Man, if we love that way, no friendship would break apart. No children and parents would fight. No marriages could be. So Now, I'm not condemning. I'm just saying, if, if we all, like that's his plan. That's a, that's a kind of love. That's, a, that's astounding. And all, this is supposed to be the thing that proves we're his. You know, we pick a lot of these um, other things. If we do this, don't do this, don't do this, and, and speak out on this. Uh, some of that might be good, right? This is what he said is the, the defining characteristic. You love with my love, each other. Radically, astounding. That's what you do. So that's what we get to do. Loving one another as Jesus loved us means loving each other with joyful, costly sacrifice. We don't say how much it's going to cost. How much is it going to cost? No, whatever it takes. We're whatever it takes, people, right? Costly sacrifice, and that's joyful. It's not I have to do. No, man, I love, right? Look, my kids growing up, they had this on lock. They know you give to the ones you love, right? Their birthday's coming up, Christmas. They're asking. And who are they asking? For, no, they're asking me. Why? Because they know they... I love them, and it's going to cost me a lot. Joyfully. They knew this. It's joyful, man. I just, I just want to bless you. I just want to bless you. All right, we got to move on, or, you know, it's going to be uh, late. What does a church do in the world? Oh, that's a big one. That's what we moved on to. And Jesus said this, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. In the same way that the Father sent me, I'm sending you. So how did the Father send Jesus to do what? Because that's what he's sending us to do. Well, let's take a look. He said, bring good news to the poor. Um, the captives are going to be released, right? The blind are going to see. The oppressed will be set free. And the Lord's favor has come. Okay, he's not looking for an excuse to beat you up. He, beat him, he let himself be beat up in your place. He's looking for an opportunity to, to meet with you and set you free and forgive you and give you the life that you often talk about but seldom even witness, much less live. He wants to give you life that is true life in him. That's, that's the message that you get to bring. You get to be the light of the world, bringing the hope of the world to the, to the hurts of the world, right? That's what you get to go do and be. You say, well, I can't deliver that. No, you can't. Jesus can. So every time, point them to him, point them to him, point them to him, bringing them here, telling them about him. They, look, you get to be the solution for the deepest hurts of the people you care about. Because you carry Jesus and he's their solution. 
That's, that's pretty exciting stuff. That's what we get to do. But you cannot share something that you do not have. You cannot share something that you do not have. And I can know that God is real, right? I can know that he's done things in my life that I can't ignore or deny without knowing him personally. And that's where a lot of us spend way too much time. I am sure that God is real, but I do not know him personally. And so, so I just, I just want to ask if, if you're there, uh, if you're not there, if, if you have not met Jesus, if you have not trusted him and, and received him in your heart, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. Just uh, everybody bow their heads so that the, everybody blends, right? And, 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 and you, just, you just pray this in your heart, right? Make these your words. Jesus, I want to not just know about you. I want to know you. Lord, I, I open the lock. I open the door. You say you're standing at the door knocking. I hear you. I know you want in. I'm letting you in right now. Lord, you come in. Be my Lord. Save me. I, I trust that your cross is enough to forgive me. And, and I want you. I want you now. And I want you forever. Because you wanted me enough to do that. I'm home. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Now, we hand around these. If, at some, if, if you rolled your eyes and say, oh, he's going to pray for people to receive Christ, then you already have, probably. And if you haven't been baptized, it's about time. So, pass these around. Now, one per section. So, I'm making it easy. You don't even have to jump the gap. Now, behind the sign-up form, we already have a lot of people. Behind the sign-up form, there are some frequently asked questions. Um, even if you don't sign up, um, pull one of those if you're, if you're curious. It's got some great scripture, uh, things to look over and pray over. Um, this is what this means. I'm interested in Tom buying me coffee or breakfast or lunch and talking with me about the possibility. Right? This isn't obligating you to anything. This is just saying... I'm willing to explore this, okay? We're, we're blessed with a, with a lot of people who, who are already um, lined up uh, for Sunday, and I, I want you to have that blessing. So, all right, let's move on. Fellowship. Okay. All right. We get to stir one another up to love and good works. Here we go. Fellowship. We are better together. The Apostle Paul wrote this to the church, right? The church in Rome. He says, for I long to see you. I got to be with you. I need you, right? That I might impart, it might give you some spiritual gift to, to strengthen you, to encourage you. That is that we might be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I got to be with you 
Because when I'm with you, I get to bless you, and you bless me, and we get to encourage one another and be the faith multivitamin that so many of us are dying without, right? We need to, we need to lend each other faith. We need to stoke the fires of, of truth and faith in our lives. Whether we long, whether we realize that this is what we long for, this is what we long for. It is. It is crazy good and very important. We are better together, and we won't get better until we're together the way Jesus intended. He did not intend to make following him a, a, an individual sport, right? It is not. It is a group thing. And until we get that, and to the degree that we get that, we will experience him as never before. So we get to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. You have hundreds of family members. You have hundreds of homes. You have hundreds of refrigerators and couches and cars and bank accounts and friends and, and, and counselors and encouragers in this church. Say, no, I don't. I got unmet needs. Tell us about them. We have people that will meet your needs, that will love you till you say stop too much, right? That will, that will walk with you through whatever. And, and I'm not writing a check that can't be cashed. There are people here who will invite you, who will hold you, who will, and, and that's what we need to be for one another. As long as there's, there's a roof, man, you're under it. As long as there's too much food, we're going to make sure you're fed. That's the kind of love. That's what, that's what we need to do. Be the family of God. The enemy of fellowship. The enemy of what we're talking about is yours and my normal routine. There's no room in our life to obey Jesus in having this deep fellowship. You and I have got to surrender our calendar we got to surrender our routines to Jesus so that he can change us to include others so that we can have his life together. The way we're, we've been trained to do it in the way that he said do it. He said do everything you do with each other because I'm going to show up and show off in relationship in ways that, that you have been longing for and haven't experienced. So that's what he's calling us to. Followers follow. So we talked about discipleship. And Jesus said this, if you abide, if you live in, if you're, if you're saturated in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And we talked about what this looks like. You and I have to go from, I want my life to look like blank, somebody. Right? Maybe they're a celebrity. Maybe they're a friend who you think has got it on, uh, you know, got it all together. I, I want my life to be like them because I'm afraid of missing out, right? It's got to change from that to I want my life to be like Jesus. That's what so many of us are missing out on. Oh, yeah, we got to change that. We got to change that. And we got to abide in his word. So we get to instruct one another. We get to build one another up in the truth, in the love, in the word, right? We got to encourage one another. I got people all around me 
right? I got, I got guys, I got families I got, who are encouraging me, challenging, reminding me, just because life will get you off track. You got to have people that go, hey, I love you. I love you. This is, this is not who you are. This is not who Christ called you to be. This is the way. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Or celebrate the things you're doing right and encourage you. Say, look, I know you're going to get beat up on this, but you go because God is calling you to this, and he is going to deliver, right? We need people. We need each other to do that. Every believer, we talked about this, needs to be teaching. Every believer needs to be teaching and guiding somebody else. And everybody needs somebody to be teaching and guiding them, right? It's the Paul Timothy thing, if you were here that week that we talked about. Right? Or Paula and Timothea. It don't matter. You know, it's just, you know, you, we all need somebody to pour into, and we need somebody to pour into us because Jesus is pouring in, and it need to go somewhere. Right? And I'm not done yet. I'm not grown yet. I'm not mature yet. I need, I need people around me to pour into me. And there's somebody coming up that I need to, I need to pour into. Yeah. That's what we get to do. And then Ty and, 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 and Justin, man, this was cre- incredible. They, they did this service. Man, it's game time. And Jesus said this, Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. For even the Son of Man, even I, came not to be served, but to serve. And to give my life as a ransom for many. You know what he's talking about. There's no greater sacrifice than him becoming everything wrong about us. And going to the cross in our place. Being treated as we deserve to be treated so that we could be treated as he deserves. Wow. Yeah. That's what we get to do. So he says, go for it. Go. We filled out volunteer cards. Many of you did. You're going to be getting calls. As soon as we, we got teams. We got the, Justin leads this first responders team. We find out about a need in town and at the university. It doesn't matter. They're not church people. Who cares? You got a need. We're going to be meeting it, right? We're going to go out there. You know, we're going to, we're going to speak the word, but we're going to live it. We're going to live the love. And, and, and that, that is what we're about, and that's what he said to be about. And through love, we're going to serve one another. All right, we're moving on, and we're going to land this plane. You remember we talked about superpowers. You have spiritual gifts. And the Apostle Paul said, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. This is huge. Let's just unpack it real quick. To each, which means if you belong to Jesus Christ, you already have a spiritual gift. It's not a question of do you or do you not. You do. You just may not know it. And you might have more than one, is given, right? If you were here, you remember. We said you didn't earn it, but you must receive it. I took a $20 bill, put it right here, right? And then Sherry or Tiana, depending upon which service you're at, said, uh, I need that. I said, okay, when does it become yours? And they said, well, you, you gave it to me. I said, oh, it's not yours yet. And then they came up and they took it and they put it in their pocket. That's when it becomes yours, and I ain't doing that again. What do you think I am, made of money? No, we, this is like an illustration now. We're going to hearken back to it. But that's the truth about spiritual gifts. That's the truth about Jesus Christ. Just knowing it's there and it's been offered to you doesn't do you any bit of good. You've got to go up and say, yes, thank you, thank you. That's mine. 
you put that in your heart, not your pocket. You got to claim it. Is given because it's a gift, a manifestation of the Spirit. A lot of big words, but what that means is God shows up, shows off in you, shines undeniable in you in, in a very real way for the common good. Your gift is given to you, but it ain't for you primarily. It's for other people, not for you, for others and for God's glory. And, and we got to do this. We got to do this. If we're not, we talked about if we're not, we're like a great present that's missing some parts that doesn't work. We're like a child who is 35 and lives in their parents' basement with enormous potential, but they're playing video games. Or we're like a body that has paralysis voluntarily. Who, who would? But we don't want to be that. We don't want to be that, right? We get to be this, as each has received a gift to use it to serve one another. Look, I call them superpowers. They're spiritual gifts. But if you and I start growing in, identifying, um, using these to serve one, it's going to be like being part of the Avengers. I'm serious, man. You're going to use your gifts. I'm going to use my gifts. We're going to get together and team up our gifts, and the world is going to change, and our lives are going to change. Your workplace is going to change. Your team is going to change. It is already happening. Okay, keep going. Yes, consumerism. This is last week. That's what we talked about, chasing dissatisfaction. And you know how much God loves you. He does not want you to live dissatisfied. He wants you to find him, stop chasing the things that, that don't satisfy you, and, and start chasing him where you will find deep satisfaction. In fact, here's what he said, ultimate satisfaction in him. He says, my people, they've committed two evils. One, they've forsaken me, they've forgotten me, they've rejected me, and I am the fountain of living water, and they're dying of thirst. And then they carved out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now, not just enough water, not any, not a little, hold no water. The very thing you're thirsty for and you and I go chasing can't satisfy. And it's a gift that it can't because if it could, we wouldn't come to the ultimate satisfaction. Right? So he's saying... Here's what it is. No matter what you've been looking for, no matter what your cistern is, no matter who you did it with, no matter how long you've been doing it, it don't matter. It doesn't satisfy, come to satisfaction. That's God's solution. But before we get to the solution, we've got to know the problem. So here's the question. What is that thing that you are chasing to find life and joy and satisfaction other than Jesus? That's your broken cistern that holds no water, that is leaving you empty. What is that? It may even be a good thing. But it isn't, it isn't a God thing. And so that's a bad thing. To look for that, in that to deliver what it can't, which creates frustration and anger and expectation. You know what I'm talking about. And, and God's solution is this, come, come, everyone, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, my water. He who has no money, come, come and buy wine and milk. That's necessity and, and, and beyond necessity without money, without price. Why? Because I bought it all, right? I bought it all. 
I paid it all. Why do you spend your money on what's not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen, lean in. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good. And delight yourselves. He's not talking about drudgery. He's talking about delight yourselves in the, the, the richest of food. Incline your ear. Lean in and hear. Come to me and hear that your soul may live. Well, what, what do we get to do? What do we get to do with this? We get to pray for one another that you might be healed. Because this isn't a one and done thing where we, where we get distracted and start looking for life and joy and peace and other things. We need to hold each other up. We need to pray for one another. I don't know how deep your prayer list runs, but if I have met you here and I know your name, you're on mine. Because we need to pray for each other. We need to plead with God that they would keep them from evil and, and bless them and show them more of himself. Right? We need to pray for one another. So um, I got some prayers. Natalie and Jeremy, you're over there. Would you be in that corner there? Um, Pam and Edward, where are you? All right. By the back door in case anybody tries to escape. Yes. Josh and Amanda right there. The worship team's coming up. We're going to pray for one another. Maybe God has said something to you as we've done this review and we talked about what we get to do together. Maybe you're kind of resisting this oneness, this thing. Look, I get it, but God's got you covered there. He isn't resisting it. He's got the want to and the can do, and he's going to put that in you if you ask him to. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. It just did. It's a, pa it's a pastor thing. And yes, we're broken, man. I am willing to bet um, that God has strummed your heartstrings with one of these. I'm dragging you, Jesus, into things that you do not, not need to be part of. I am trying to go this alone, and I am dry. I have forgotten where my life is. Whatever it is. Solution's the same. Let's, let's go. Let's go stand. We're going to pray. We're going to do this. Look, I want us who have been brought up in the church and, and we know the Word. We know that Jesus gave Himself for us bodily and on the cross. We know Jesus gave Himself to us in the, His Spirit and in His Word. Here's what we don't know deep enough. That He has given Himself to us in His people. And until and unless we get that, we will be experiencing less of him than he ever intended. You want to be more than a conqueror, we do that together. To do these one another's, and there's about 60 in the New Testament. We need him, and I need us. Look what we got. Jesus popping up all over the place. This town being changed, these families being lifted, the university being revived. We get this? That happens. Let's pray.